We should be very careful about artificial intelligence. We are summoning the demon. Today on the Babylon Singularity Podcast, Time Magazine's Man of the Year, Nikolai Carpathia. Will the tribulation force notice before it's too late? Stay tuned. Inspiring faith in Christ and anchoring hope in the age to come. This is the Babylon Singularity Podcast with Peter Herder. Deception. In the garden, there was a serpent. Do you know who you're dealing with? Do you? Faith. I knew your message. I knew your words. Left behind the movie. Oh, that's true. Seeing is believing. On the next episode of Left Behind, Nikolai Carpathia becomes Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Shockingly, the Antichrist rise to global prominence goes unnoticed by Christians. But one courageous pastor discovers the prophetic writing is on the wall. Dad, did you see who's on the cover of Time Magazine? Nikolai Carpathia. Interesting. Let me see that article. Here we go. The article begins on page 66. Square-jawed and indomitable, Nikolai Carpathia aspires to save our planet. This brooding, blue-skinned god-man is the richest private citizen in history. He's a manufacturing magnate. With a flick of his finger, the stock market soars or swoons. An army of devotees hangs on his every utterance. Mr. Carpathia is easily cast as a hubristic supervillain. He bends governments and industry to the force of his ambition. He is a humanist, not in the sense of being a nice person, because he isn't. He is greedy for glory. To Mr. Carpathia, the vast expanse of human misery can seem an afterthought. Nikolai Carpathia is our avatar of infinite possibility, our usher to the remade world, where Earth and humanity can still be saved. Perhaps no one man should have all that power. Perhaps this vision of the greater good comes with a human cost. But if many never voted or signed up for this wild zero-gravity ride, that is of no consequence to Nikolai Carpathia who is driven for eternal glory. This is troubling. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. That sounds like the Antichrist to me. I agree. But how do we warn others? Mr. Carpathia, we agreed there would be no media at this conference. Mr. Williams will be joining our delegation as its own media liaison. Nikolai, these people will know that I fear no one, that I fear nothing, that I will succeed at anything I set my mind to, without the slightest hesitation or opposition. From this day forward, no one can stand against me. That's the kind of power you lusted for, John. Don't worry, this will be completely painless. After all, I am not a monster. (laughs) Please. I'm not trying to be anyone's savior. 
Mohammed Messiah breaking news. I'm not trying to be anyone's savior. Hey, welcome to the Babylon Singularity podcast. I am your host, Peter Herder. Do you have any idea what I was trying to do there? You may not. So I'm going to go ahead and just tell you what I was doing there. So it makes sense. It was a, it was a dramatic radio production merging together the movie the left behind left behind movie starring Kirk Cameron um i believe it came out in the 90s and the year 2021 so i merged the left behind movie together with 2021 now why would i want to do that why would i want to marry those two things in an audio production like that well, I want to do that because I don't need to. So I I want to borrow upon a profile that we are already as Christians aware of. Like I don't need to start from scratch to describe the profile of the Antichrist. We already, I can borrow that profile. I can take that character from the Left Behind movie take that profile and then put the profile from 2021 together with that existing profile and go, look, they match. And so the way I did that was I hijacked some footage from uh, some online footage from the movie Left Behind starring Kirk Cameron. And I hijacked the Time Magazine Person of the Year article that just came out this week. So it's actually breaking news. Tech Messiah breaking news just out. It's fresh off the press. And I married those two things together, the left-behind profile of the Antichrist and the Time Magazine article on the Person of the Year. Because I want to bring some awareness of what seems to be happening right before our eyes and then also give an explanation of why this is happening and and kind of ring the bell a little bit and go, hey guys, we can see the future coming. We don't need to be deceived by it. We can actually partner with God's purpose, do his will, but we can't get duped by this thing. We can't get deceived by it. We're not, we're not called to walk in deception. We're called to walk in the light. And we are called not to be blindsided by what's coming, but to see it clearly from Scripture, to understand Bible prophecy and to make sense of what's happening in the world. We want to future-proof our minds. We want to understand what's happening. So that's what I was trying to do there. So I hope you enjoyed that radio production from the Babylon Singularity Studio. And it's really to bring awareness that like if you're watching the movie Left Behind and you see Nikolai Carpathia on the front cover of the Time Magazine Person of the Year, that, I mean, that's a significant moment in the movie, right? Like the, the, the dramatic music plays. We look at each other like, oh, dear. You know, Nikolai Carpathia is now person of the year. Maybe he's not in control of the world yet, but that is a significant milestone. And I just want to bring awareness that we have crossed that threshold that in the movie Left Behind, 
Nikolai Carpathia is now on the cover of Time magazine. But this is the funny thing to me. This is what I don't understand. Like, this is, okay, so, so you, okay, so, spoiler alert. Nikolai Carpathia was not actually on the front cover of Time magazine. It was actually, it was Elon Musk, right? But, so his name's not Nikolai Carpathia. Like, I, uh, like, if Elon Musk actually changed his name to Nikolai Carpathia, like, would that even, would that move the needle for the, the church? Would the church be like, huh, that's cool. Like, they think, they, maybe they think that it's funny. They'd be like, oh, because Elon Musk, he's a funny guy. That's funny. Elon Musk changes his name to Nikolai Carpathia to, because he's, he's, he's uh, you know, riffing on Babylon B. Um, you know, humor, like, ah, ha, ha, I'm the, uh, I'm the Antichrist, ha, ha. Um, and the Christians applaud. Yay. Woo. This is fantastic. We, we love it. Um, just whatever, keep doing whatever you're doing. What? How, how, how are we here? How is Nikolai Carpathia on the front cover of Time Magazine? And no one seems to be noticing Maybe I'm a crazy person. Okay, maybe I'm a crazy person. Okay. Maybe you're like, yeah, that's it. That's that's the answer. That's the answer. You're a crazy person. Here is my issue. I want to bring you to open up your Bible to Revelation chapter 13. It tells of a very interesting story that will happen at the end of the age. It describes an individual who's going to present himself as the savior of humanity. And this individual who presents himself as the savior to humanity will also mark people in their foreheads. Right. So go ahead, open up. Let me just read this. Just maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it doesn't really say that. Maybe Revelation 13 doesn't say that. Okay. Let me see. Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and it spoke like a dragon. Okay. So this individual Revelation 13 arises from the earth. It's a human being. It's a person rising from the earth. And it has horns like a lamb. Okay. The symbolism of a lamb is very clear in the Bible. It's not like, oh, the lamb could be anything. We don't know what a lamb is. I mean, that's the first time the Bible uses this symbolism of a, a lamb. This could be anything. We can't really say that because the symbolism of a lamb is very, very, very clear. Jesus is called the Lamb of God. So he is the Messiah. He is the Savior. And there's only, here's the thing about it. The thing about the Messiah and the Savior of humanity, it's it's kind of like the movie Highlander. Did you ever see the movie Highlander where these guys were from the Scottish Highlands, which is super cool, and they're like these ultimate warriors, but there's only like a limited number of them walking around on the earth. 
And anytime they encounter another Highlander, or I don't, I don't know how these things are, but they would have to fight. They would have to duke it out because they were like eternal beings that would never die. And so they, they could be around for hundreds of years or thousands of years. And like, and so they're like living through all these different ages and, you know, they're around in the, the, the medieval period and, you know, they're doing all these crazy things, but eventually they run into each other. Like, Oh wait, I'm a Highlander. You're a Highlander. And they, they can never just kind of work it out. It's never like, oh, you know what? That's cool. You, you, you just stay over there in that continent. I'll be over here. No, they're always like, okay, we have to duke it out now because the reason is because there can only be one. That was a really long way to go just to say there can be only one. All right. Being the savior of the world is the same way. Being like the Messiah savior of the world, there's, there can be only one. And if you read the Bible, which is God's word, it's, it's the word that comes from heaven to us, it tells us who the Messiah is. It tells us who the, hum, the, the Savior of humanity is. And it's a Jewish carpenter who grew up in Nazareth. Right? And, and it was, it, it's remarkable. He was born at about zero, right? his uh, his birth i don't know it's like some people say it was a few years before zero but we the reason we live in 2021 is because that's a marker from when this jewish carpenter was born that's why 2021 years from what from when what what happened 2021 years ago well only really one thing happened 2021 years ago, right? It's kind of, there's a, there's a, there's a joke where the Christians actually kind of won. We, we won that one, right? Like it's, you know, Jesus plus one, Jesus plus two, you know, I'm, I'm stealing a, a Louis CK joke that he told, you know, Jesus plus three, everybody now, Jesus plus four. The reason we're in 2021 is because God sent the one and only savior of the world at zero. That's the, the year zero. That's when he was born. And we're, we're in Christmas season. We're celebrating the advent of Christ. What does Christ mean? Christ means anointed one, the savior of the world. So we know who the savior of the world is because God has told us in very certain and clear terms who this, the, the savior of the world is. And like Highlander, there can only be one. There's only one of them. There's not like two. Like, oh yeah, Jesus is a savior, but also there's this other guy who's also my savior too. I kind of do the dual savior thing. No, there is no dual savior thing. You're either saved or you are not. And if you believe in Jesus, if you follow Jesus, if you love Jesus Christ, the Jewish carpenter, the one born... 2,000 years ago, 2021, 2,021 years ago, died on a cross, lived a perfect life, died on a cross for you, for your sins. Why? Because he loves you and wants to be with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. He is the one and only Savior of the world because 
He's the ultimate being. He is the ultimate human being. He is God in the flesh. There's no one better than him. There's no one smarter than him. There's no one else with a better way forward. Jesus is the one and only way forward. He is the Highlander. He is, there can only be one and it's Jesus. Okay. I think I made that point, right? There can only be one savior and and God has shown us who that savior is. Okay. So then Revelation chapter 13 says there's going to be this other guy who's going to pop up and he's going to say, ha ha, hey guys, guess what? I am also the savior of uh, humanity. In fact, I'm the real savior of humanity. So that is when, when Revelation 13 says there's a guy coming with two horns like a lamb, like lamb's horns. It's, he is going to present himself as the savior. Very clear, very, it seems to be, and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, please read Revelation 13 and tell me which part I'm getting wrong, okay? So a person is going to present himself as a savior, number one. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, what's the other thing? I'm going to just zero in because there's, there's a few things here, but it says, verse 16, this gentleman who presents himself as a savior, who's a, a deep fake Messiah, deep fake Messiah, is going to cause all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. So correct me if I'm crazy, please. Am I am I am I sitting here eating crazy pills? Maybe I am. Is some honey, have you been slipping me crazy pills? So there's, there's two things we should be looking for when we read Revelation chapter 13. Two things. Now, you can think whatever you want to think about what's reality. I, I, I get it. I understand the metaverse. I understand we don't like reality. We want to make reality whatever we want it to be. And we'll, do, we'll, we'll you know, fight really hard to, I, I, I understand that. But it's not going to help us. If we want to overcome, if we want to understand what's happening in the world, if we want to future-proof our minds, we need to come to terms with what God says in his word. We need to align with it, okay? And what God's word says in no uncertain terms in Revelation 13 is there's a guy who's coming who's going to present himself as a savior, and he's going to mark everyone on their right hand or their foreheads. Now, a guy like Elon Musk is interesting, is he not? He checks both of those boxes. Now, you might say, oh, hey, man, everybody checks those boxes, man. Like, come on. He's like, there's like, there's like, there's like so many Elon Musks running around right now. I mean, he's just like, I mean, come on, man. Like I said, tell yourself whatever you want, but it's not going to help you and certainly not into eternity like it might help you for a few years but it's not going to be sustainable you're going to struggle with what's happening in the real world it's going to be very difficult and then ultimately if you really 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 just want to hold on to and embrace delusion and deception it's what you're going to get you will get what you want. And this is my pro- this is this is my point here. I want you to open. This is the other scripture. So we, we looked at Revelation 13 and we see a clear depiction of a guy who's coming, who's going to present himself as a savior, and a guy who's going to mark everyone 
in their in their right hand or their foreheads. Right now, it's very clear Elon Musk is positioning himself as humanity's savior. I don't know how you argue against that. Number two, he's also positioning himself as the guy who's coming up with Neuralink. It's a company called Neuralink. And what is Neuralink? Neuralink is a device that you implant into your brain. You must drill a hole. No, sorry, not you. A robot must drill a hole into your brain and sew electrodes like a sewing machine directly into your brain. And it will be physical and it will be visible. Weird. And this isn't just, you know, for the, for the, you know, weirdos in where California or something. No, this is, this is worldwide. This is for everybody. And by the way, he's also going to have the connection, the internet connection, broadband connection with Starlink. And what's Starlink? Starlink is the satellite constellation that Elon Musk is currently putting into orbit right now would also allow him to create a platform where everyone would buy and sell on his platform. But you know what? Hey, everybody's doing this. So who, <laughs> you can tell I'm losing my mind. Maybe I've already lost my mind. That's fine. I don't even want to argue, you know, whether or not I'm, I'm crazy. What's interesting to me, which is I, I don't, am I supposed to laugh or cry? I'm not sure. But the ways we fool ourselves, the things we talk ourselves into, it's amazing to me the things we talk ourselves into. It's amazing to me the ways we like to fool ourselves. But we do it to our own peril, right? If the Bible is clear, if the Bible clearly says, hey, there's going to be a guy who's going to come, he's going to present himself as the savior of humanity, and also he's going to mark everyone in their foreheads, then you would think we would, we like, as Christians, we, we would take God at his word and be like, okay, we're going to watch for that guy. We're going to look for that guy. We're going to, the guy who says, or at least, the you know, presents as a savior, as the savior of humanity, and the guy who potentially would be marking everyone in their foreheads. We're going to be looking for that guy. Nah. Nah. Why would we do that? <laughs> oh, man. This is great. It's it's fun because, like, if we're in the movie, if, if we're in Left Behind and we're in the dental lobby waiting to get our teeth cleaned and, and, and your molars looked at. And I pick up the Time magazine and I start reading. We see Nikolai Carpathia's picture there on the front cover. We see that he's the per Time magazine's person of the year. I start reading from that article. And it's it's almost like a it's almost straight out of the script, like literally straight out of the script from a left behind movie describing Nikolai Carpathia. Like, I'm not sure if you could write the script better than what I was reading directly from that Time magazine. It's it's literally like right out of a Left Behind movie. It's just a little bit more creative. It's more creative, far more creative. The fact that we can read 
an article about Elon Musk, the guy who is presented as humanity's savior and the guy who has a plan to mark everyone in their forehead and not recognize the potential that he is indeed the false prophet of Revelation chapter 13 is astounding to me. It shows how creative and amazing God is, number one. Like, <laughs> I remember, you know, I was born again back in the 90s, probably in the mid-90s, and I remember people talking about the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to be, a, he's going to be a business guy. He's going to be winsome. People are going to love him, blah, 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 blah. All of those lists, all of those details describe Elon Musk. And yet, the church is silent about his meteoric rise. His, the historic rise to wealth, fame, and power. I mean, the power is coming. But the fact that this can happen right in front of us, you can go in to your local Walmart or Target and buy a Time magazine off of the rack right now. And for all intents and purposes, Nikolai Carpathia is on the front cover of Time magazine. And the church is like oblivious, oblivious, which is fantastic. Like, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I, 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 you know, like you, you think you'd be troubled. Imagine we're in that dentist office and, and we read the Time magazine and, you know, Kirk Cameron walks in and, and we're all looking at each other and the suspenseful music is playing. And then we, the question is like, Kirk, you know, I can't even, I don't even know what Kirk really did in the movie, but we'll just say he's the, he's the hero. Kirk, what do we do? What do we do? Nikolai Carpathia is on the front cover um, and nobody realizes it. And the answer is, um, I, 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 I guess we, I guess we uh, raise the alarm. We pointed out like, hey guys, look. This is what the Bible clearly says. This is how reality is playing out. We really should pay attention. We really we really should take this seriously. And the response is tepid. Um, like most people are apathetic, don't really care. They're, they got other things going on. It's like all of the stuff that would be in the left behind movie it's we're like living in a in a weird real left behind movie where we pretend like we don't know who Nikolai Carpathia is we, we we pretend like we don't we have no idea what's going on and to me it feels like no um I'm gonna go ahead and just raise the alarm even if it's for a very small percentage of people who are going to recognize that the, the Bible is, is real and Bible prophecy is accurate and there's actually true details that are going to play out and we really need to pay attention to those things. I'm going to go ahead and target those people who are actually serious about the Word of God and everybody else who wants to spin up whatever they like feel is important to them. I'm, I'm going to do what I can 
to reach them too as much as I can. It's just it's just a weird conversation. It's like the conversation that Noah has to people with people, right? Like God has destined it to to flood the earth and to wash away the wickedness and Noah is is attempting to talk people into joining him and 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 getting on the boat. Um most people don't care. Most people hate him for it. Most people think he's stupid. He thinks he's crazy. And there's, there's like no way to wake those people that you can't wake them up. It's they're in, a, they're in a stupor. Or it's strange because you would think like, you would think like, folks, like you believe in the word of God, right? You believe in the word of God. You believe that, that the book of Revelation talks about future events. So we should understand that at some level. And then when reality begins to look like what's happening in the Bible, we should really take note of that. We should take note of that. And the fact that there's a guy who people are talking about being the savior of humanity, and that's the same guy who wants to mark you in the forehead so that potentially you will have to buy and sell on his platform, we should pause right well, like that should make us pause go like oh i that sounds vaguely familiar that sounds like something i read in the book of revelation chapter 13 that sounds like the false prophet but that would require a couple of things if we if we actually if we did that that would require that we be honest we would have to be honest and go like okay um, I have, you know, um, I have an agenda and I, I want to understand life in a certain way. And, um, I have a paradigm about how I understand these scriptures and, um, to the degree that I am not lining up with the word of God, I want to align with the word of God. So I'm going to be honest that I want to align. So I'm going to, I'm going to submit to the word of God as the ultimate authority in my life. You have to do that. That's a that's a big one, and most I, I think most people just aren't gonna just go with that one. They're just like forget it. But I, there are some people who will, and those are the people that I'm appealing to. The people who say, you know, the word of God is the ultimate authority. It is the and it is, describes the end of the age, and it describes a person who's gonna come as and as he's gonna be a deep fake savior, and he's gonna mark everybody. Like we should be like, okay, so I I can work with that. And then the other thing it requires is a sense of like faith. It requires faith. It requires honesty and faith that like we're going to believe God in his word and courage. There's, there's, there's faith and courage to believe. There's faith and courage to take, let the word of God change our lives so that we see the future coming. We can, we understand how it's shaping up. It's not confusing. You know, um, I wasn't surprised when Elon Musk was chosen as the man of the year. I was, I was surprised that it hasn't happened till now. Um, and I won't be surprised if he is the man of the year for 2022. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is the man of the year for the next 10 years.
Okay. But to you, that might be weird. Like, why is Elon Musk the man of the year, year after year after year? It hasn't happened yet. But if it did, you might be scratching your head on that one. Well, I would tell you the reason that he's the man of the year is the same reason that people think he's the savior of humanity. And it's the same reason he wants to drill a hole in your skull. It's because he is the one we should be watching for. The one revealed in Revelation chapter 13. That's why this is happening. And we can actually be, have some confidence about it. We can like just like laugh and call people to, hey, let's not fall for this. This is, this is like so clearly a trick, so clearly a seduction. There's no reason to fall for this. But that taps into my last point. And this is why I want you to open up to John, the gospel of John chapter 5. Verse 43, Jesus is in a conversation with the Pharisees and he's rebuking them because they are rejecting the Messiah. The Pharisees, the Jewish leaders of Jesus's day, did not recognize the Messiah. They did not recognize their own Savior. They rejected him. They hated him. Ultimately, they inspired, they conspired together and accused him, worked together. And this, and this was all part of God's plan to send his son, the Lamb of God, to a cross to die for our sins. So Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees and religious leaders. And he says to them something interesting, and I believe this truth applies to us in our day. And if we are not careful, we will fall into the very same trap that the Pharisees did. And you'll find this in verse 43. Jesus says, I have come in my father's name and you did not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. Jesus came in his father's name. He came in the name of God. He came in the name of his father. Jesus bridged. He is the bridge between man and God. He came as God's gift to humanity. He is God's gift of love and he bridges us back to God. Our sin has separated us from him. But his death on the cross, he was suspended between heaven and earth on the cross. He was lifted up and he became the touch point, the connect point between heaven and earth in Jesus's body. In his body, in his being, he is the connection and he has come to redeem man to God. And so he is the one and only savior, the one who brings humanity back to God. Now, Jesus says, you reject me. I, he says, I, this is, I've come to bring you back to God. I have come in my father's name. I've come to restore what was lost and you reject me. But there's another one coming and you will receive him. 
Why would the Pharisees reject the true Messiah and accept a false Messiah? It's because the false Messiah will come in his own name. He will not bring humanity back to God. In fact, he will be the doorway of apostasy. He will open the floodgates of apostasy. He will misdirect humanity. He will deceive humanity. He will point them in a wrong direction. That sounds strange. Like, what direction would this false Messiah point people? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he would tell them something like if th- that they would be saved if they moved to Mars. I don't know, maybe, maybe be some, maybe, maybe it couldn't never be that stupid. Or even dumber, he might tell humanity what they need to do is to merge themselves with artificial intelligence to be saved. Maybe he would tell them that. It's hard to imagine a messiah, a fake messiah coming up with that something that preposterous and that stupid that the Pharisees themselves would have latched onto as the Messiah. But Jesus is saying, that's the guy you will cling to. You will cling to the guy who points you to Mars. You will cling to the guy who points you to artificial intelligence. You will cling to the guy who points you away from God and into the power of Satan. That's the guy you will cling to. And here we are watching it happen in real time. It's happening in real time, folks. I don't I don't know why I don't know why people don't see it. I don't understand it. The the reason there's a couple of reasons why it's happening. There's a couple of reasons why maybe this is shocking to you that you've never heard anything like this before. The number one reason is, 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 is what Jesus refers to here is that you actually reject the Messiah. You reject the one who came in the name of God to restore humanity to God. Maybe you just, maybe you're an atheist. Maybe you just reject the true Messiah altogether. And the reason that you do that is because you actually, you actually don't want God. You, you just don't want to be with God. You want to escape God. You want to get away from God. You want to, you want to pursue transcendence in your own way and you want to make up your own rules and you want to make life exactly the way you want it. You want to get away from God and his truth and his people. Get away from it as far as you can. Maybe that's, maybe that's the reason. Maybe you're, you're a Pharisee like that. And it doesn't matter whether you call yourself a Christian or, or call yourself a whatever. If your heart is to, at the end of the day, hate God. You're not going to recognize what's happening. You're just not going to see it, okay? That's number one. I'm, I'm guessing most Christians are not in that camp. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying most Christians are in that camp. I'm just saying some are, and I think probably more than we realize are squarely in that very camp, that they're just not going to recognize reality because they don't do not want to be with God. They want to get away from God and get as far away from it as quickly as possible. They're going to be on the first SpaceX ship to Mars. They're going to be the first ones lined up to have Neuralink 
embedded into their brains because they want to get away from their creator. Problem is you can't get, get he's everywhere. You can't, you can't get away. So your, your plan's not going to work. There's no escaping from the creator. He's everywhere. Okay. So I just not to, not to burst that bubble, but I'm going to go ahead and burst that bubble. It's, it's just not going to work. So most Christians are not in that camp. They're, they're not in the getaway from God camp. Most Christians are in the, let's call it the left behind mindset. Um, most people probably who are listening to this, most Christians are, are have some sort of left behind theology that, that makes them look for the wrong things. So they're, they're constantly looking for the wrong things. And that's why people who are in this camp, they can't tell you what the future looks like. They can't explain why artificial intelligence is taking over the world. They can't explain why Elon Musk is so popular. They don't understand it. If Elon Musk was, you know, maybe like, a, I don't know, a French politician, maybe the president of France or something. And, you know, then maybe somehow they could, if he was a politician, they could maybe make some sense out of it. The, re, the reason that they can't recognize what's happening is because they're looking for the wrong things. What are they looking for? They're looking for Nikolai Carpathia from Left Behind. That's what they're looking for. And they're looking for... Nikolai Carpathia's sidekick, the Pope, or whoever that is. And because it's not happening like that, they don't recognize what's actually happening, what shape the future is actually taking. And so they're very bad at actually predicting the future. And the reason they're very bad at predicting the future, they're very bad at explaining what's happening is because they understand the end time eschatology Bible prophecy wrong. And until they understand what's happening in, say, Revelation chapter 13, that this is not about the Antichrist and his sidekick, but instead this is about Satan coming to the earth as a Network of intelligence, human and non-human intelligence, a.k.a. super intelligence, democratized. This is democratized super intelligence. That's what we should be looking for. And we should also be looking for the guy who's going to talk us into merging with it. Those are the two things we should be looking for. We shouldn't be looking for Hitler. We shouldn't be looking for the Pope. We shouldn't be looking for a religious leader. We shouldn't be looking for a Islamic guy. We should be looking for democratized superintelligence, and we should be looking for the guy who's going to talk us into it. And right now, both of those things are squarely in play. Of course, there are some Christians, you know, maybe they don't have the left behind mentality, the understanding, so they're just not seeing what's happening in, in the world and they can't predict the future. There's another category of people who are just like, just have no eschatology at all and just are absolutely clueless about what's happening in, in the book of Revelation. They, and they just, they write it off as it's apocryphal, it's, you know, apocalyptic genre. It's a symbolic. It's not worth your time. Just ignore it. It would be better if it wasn't in there. There are those people too. So basically there's, I don't know. Can we really boil it down to four categories? I don't know if we can or not, but I'm going to. There are four categories of people. Number one, there are the folks who just want to get away from the creator. They don't, they don't, you know, they're like the Pharisees. 
Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. They, he said, hey, I came here in my father's name. I am here to bridge humanity back. I am the savior. I am God's chosen savior. I'm here. My blood is going to be shed for you, but you're rejecting me because you're not interested in God. So there's that category. Category number one, let's call them, let's call them the, the apostate, the ones who just want to get away. So that's the vast majority of folks are in that category, the apostate. They want to escape from God. And it doesn't matter what they think about themselves. It doesn't matter um, what titles they use or labels or how they identify. The reality is, is, is they're apostate. They just want to get away from the creator. And they're more than happy to latch onto a guy like Elon Musk, who promises them salvation if they move to Mars or implant a device into their brain that subjugates them to artificial intelligence. They're more than happy to latch onto a guy like that. Category one, the apostate. Category two, let's just call them the unbelieving, the unbelievers, the the doubters, okay? So category one, the apostate, those who want to get away from God. The category number two, the doubters. They just don't believe God's word. They don't believe that, you know, that prophecy is real. They don't believe that the Bible tells us about the end times. They, they believe it's a, a apocalyptic genre that can be dismissed and we shouldn't really pay any attention to it. So that's category number two, the doubters. Category number three, I would say, is the left behind crew. And, th- and that's where most of genuine real believers are. They're in that category. Hey, we believe in scripture. They're just getting it wrong. They just see it wrong. And they, they're, they're expecting to, to be raptured. Most of them, most, most of these folks are are expecting to be raptured any minute. And they're also expecting, um, a, an Adolf Hitler type political leader and a religious leader sidekick. So that's the third category of folks. And I'm ta- this is the vast majority of everyone are in those three categories. Either the apostate or the unbelieving or the left behind. Those are the three. That's why I would say those categories sum up where most people are and why they do not see what's happening in the world. They just don't see it. Now there's another category and there's probably another, there's probably some more categories I could probably put in there, but these are the four primary ones that I want to focus on. Number one, the apostate. Number two, the unbelieving. Number three, the left behinder. And number four, this is, this is the category that I like to put myself in because I, I like to be the hero of my own categories. Hooray for me. The, fa- the, the final category is the Christian futurist. I know, yeah, I just, I'm just going for it because that sounds good. So category four, Christian futurist. We understand that the Bible tells us about events that are coming. And we are also watching how technology is shaping up to be part, a significant, play a significant role in those prophecies. So we understand the singularity. We understand the technological singularity where it's heading, where humanity is going to merge with artificial intelligence. And we also understand Revelation 13 that tells us how fallen humanity will merge 
with the beast. So we, we understand these two things and we're testifying of the goodness of God. We are declaring the sovereign purposes of Jesus and we are in a, we're a very small minority right now. We are a, a very small crew of people. Do you, let me ask you, my listener, do you consider yourself a Christian futurist? Do you believe the, the, what the Bible describes in Revelation 13 is yet future? And do you believe that technology will play a significant part in the fulfillment of those prophecies? Do you believe what is happening in the singularity, the technological singularity, the merging of humans and artificial intelligence is prophesied in Revelation 13? Do you believe that? Then you are, if you, the answer is yes, I would say you are in category number four, the Christian futurist. And that is the category I want to build. But I don't, I want to know, are you in that? Are you in that category? Do you fit in that category? We've got some work to do. Folks, saints, brothers and sisters, we've got some work to do. God has called us to believe his word, to declare his purposes, to do his will. We want to declare the gospel to the apostate. Those who want to get away from God, we need to tell them. A lot of these folks are prodigals. You know, maybe they believed at one point and they, they, they're trying to get away. We want to call the prodigals home. We want to declare the gospel of Jesus to the apostate so that they would turn and not follow humanity off this technological cliff. We want to tell them to cling to God, not to artificial intelligence. We want to tell them to cling to the, the word of God not the course of this world. To those who are unbelieving, we want to, those who don't really believe God's word that God tells us of the end, we want to encourage them that God is trustworthy, that his word is true. We want to call the unbelievers to belief. We want to call those who doubt God's word to faith. Believe and see the truth of God's word, that it is trustworthy. And this is the way to understand how the future is shaping up. We can actually be bolstered in our faith if we understand the future roadmap God has laid out in his word. We can see events coming. We can see the future coming. We can greet it with biblical confidence. It can... The, these future events that would otherwise seem confusing can bolster our faith in the God who told us that these events were coming. We can actually grow in our faith while others are lost in confusion. We can help them find faith. Those who are confused, who don't understand what's going on, we can be a voice that will inspire faith and hope in the confused. And then the category that actually the third category, the left behind folks category, that one's actually the most difficult because it's so ingrained in the thinking and it's, and, and it's, and, and, and it comes from faith. It's just, it's just a wrong view of scripture. It's just a wrong view of prophetic scripture. And it's not like these aren't our enemies. I don't see anyone. I don't care if you believe in a pre-trib post-trib 
pan trip, whatever you believed in, what uh, the rapture. Uh, like I love my brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter if you could be the biggest left behind fanboy in the world. I will be your best friend. And that is a that's that that third category, the left behind. How do we reach them? We bear long with each other. We love and serve and do our best to point to the reality of scripture and go, hey, brothers and sisters, there's a there's a better way to see these scriptures. There's a there's a way to see the future coming. There's a way, there's a higher way here. I know that the books were really cool and I know that this paradigm has has been, you know, pushed for a long time. But there's there's actually a new perspective to understand God's word more accurately. The more accurately we understand God's word, the more accurately we will see the future coming. So that really should be the litmus test. If you believe God's word accurately, the prophecies accurately, you should see those prophecies coming to pass. You should be able to call them out and watch them happen. So if you're listening to someone who keeps getting the future wrong, and I'll put myself out there first. If I'm wrong about Elon Musk, if I'm wrong about artificial intelligence, then my view of scripture is inaccurate. But I've been calling for this for the last five years. Five years I've been calling for tracking trends related to artificial intelligence, Elon Musk, and Dubai. Those events are happening. I'm watching those events happen in real time. I would say that means my understanding of prophetic scripture is more accurate than the guy who's waiting for Nikolai Carpathia to say that he's God in a third in a, in a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. I'm just going to say that. Predicting the future is the litmus test to accurate understanding of prophetic scripture. If we understand the story, if we understand what is being said, we will see the future with clarity. And that's what I'm calling you to. I'm calling you to future proof your mind, because if you do not, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. It's kind of quote unquote fine. If you don't do it, it's just going to be the road ahead. is going to be very confusing and things are going to be happening that you're just not going to be able to make any sense of. But if we can meet the future. If we can greet tomorrow with biblical confidence, we will have a testimony for others to trust in Jesus. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I want to call you to, to do. Are you a Christian futurist? Go to BabylonSingularity.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Sign up for the newsletter. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send out the newsletter this week, um, tomorrow, maybe Saturday. It's going to be about Elon Musk. It's going to be about Time Magazine. I'm going to, I'm going to get into the scriptures that I hear. It's like a recap of some of the stuff I'm, I'm tackling here. But do that for me. Go to, the, go to the bottom of the page. Scroll through there. Sign up for it. I want you to be encouraged in the faith. I want you to see the future coming. I want you to be engaged with God's purpose. 
We're here to watch, to pray, and to proclaim. I invite you, come over to Babylon Singularity. Check me out there. Appreciate you guys. Check you next time. this episode of the Babylon Singularity Podcast. We hope this podcast was a blessing to you. This podcast is listener supported. Prayerfully consider visiting BabylonSingularity.com to support this effort. What we do, we do together. We appreciate every way you support this ministry. Please click on the subscribe button and leave us a review. Thank you for listening and we sincerely hope you join us next time on the Babylon Singularity Podcast. Babylon Singularity is a gospel ministry of Harvest Winds.